What up, Snapback fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, we talk March Madness. It has finally arrived, and the games begin on Thursday with four play-on games, which will be my bookie's People's Parlay. And then we, we walk all the way through the brackets, all the way to our champions, the upsets, the fun, one shining moment. And then on the back half, we get to talk about NFL free agency, Andy Dalton, the Patriots, so many fun moves. We talk about it all. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select... Lamar Jackson. I'm a rave. He's on. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! A What up, fam? I'm your host, Abe Granoff, here with my long time, I don't even know how you do it, Jack Settleman. I'm Abe Granoff, and you might be wondering, why is Abe doing the intro? (laughs) That was so aggressive of a cutoff. Because uh, this morning, I checked my email, and my stimulus hit, and uh, you do what you want when you got money. So, I felt like doing the intro today, so me and my stimmy hopped in and did the intro. So you can't tell me shit when I have my stimulus check. Yeah, I uh, did not get my stimmy. I actually just got a stimmy uh, you back. You peasant. No, no, I got uh, an email back from my accountant, and he said, it does not look like I'll be receiving a stimmy because I filed as a dependent or some stuff. Um, you can, uh, you know, feed me grapes if you want and I, while I sit on my bed of money. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for you. And I'm proudly wearing my New York Knicks. Long sleeve after a tough defeat last night. The refs had it out for us once again. It is. Oh, it's, it is. it's we're we're going with that. No, nah, I mean, I don't know if his heel touched. Did his heel touch? I mean, the shot didn't go in anyway. It would have been a jump ball. So what's yeah. the matter? No, I don't. Why would it be a jump ball if they call? It's just like it's just like when something happens, but there's no like. Let's see. Let's think back to football. Clear no, no, recovery. But he. What do you mean? He's holding the ball. So the the shot doesn't technically count. Right, but the play went through. No, but that's not how it works. The second the call... For made, those of you who didn't watch the Sixers-Knicks game last you night... You know you're play, wrong on this, right? Like, I don't think it would be a jump ball. That would actually make... Oh, no, sense. I'm not saying, like, I know for a fact I'm right. It's just my guess. But last night, close game, Sixers-Knicks. Tobias just all out, 30 points, shutting down Julius Randle. Took the matchup personally. But at the end of the game, game-tying shot from Emmanuel quickly pulled up from... The Bronx. Nah, he was, um, he was at the line. It was, it was just a rushed. quick trigger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, missed it. Knicks get the rebound. Kicks it out to, I don't know, Reggie Bullock or someone. Uh, they call him out of bounds. But I said it right away. I thought his heel might have not touched. But it seems like they didn't even review it. We didn't have but a hey, man, Like I said, like I understand Sixers-Knicks. We get excited for that. You can't take it personal. You know what I mean? Like, we're beating a lot of teams. And you're just happy to be I didn't the next take it one. personally. Look, your center was out. Our center was out. Our starter, you know, one of our top guards was out. Uh, one of our top guards, who actually is a son of your coach, was out. So, for a lot of reasons, this game's a wash. It's regular season. Everyone knows. It's it fun. is what it is. It was it's a hard fun. fought battle. It, it, was a, it was a fun game. I already stocked down the, the NBA regular season. You agree with me? So let's talk about the real basketball. That is March Madness. The madness has arrived. Abe and I have filled out our beautiful brackets, and we're ready for the perfect bracket. Abe even said he would give a million dollars in cash to anyone who cashed a perfect bracket. So shout out to Abe for that. And that I mean, is legally sense. binding. I have my stimulus. So. <laughs> right. Abe will give you his stimmy if you hit a perfect bracket in the Rivalry app. So remember, fam, join the Rivalry app. Uh, there's a $3,000 prize. Shout out to Rivalry. They're sponsoring all this good stuff. They're, they're putting it up. So I didn't even need my stimmy to get back to the fam. So shout out to them. But let's run through our brackets, Abraham. Uh, in, the, in the first uh, region... Do you have any upsets in the first round? It actually looks like I did pick Oklahoma. This is this is my favorite upset of the entire first round, actually, is Ohio over Virginia. ACC, super down year. Fun fact, Virginia are the defending champions right now. Um, but Ohio is a good basketball team. I think I have them going Sweet 16, actually. Did you have any upsets in this first Yeah, let me, let me preface my analysis on this, but you all know that I know diddly 
squat about college basketball this year. I actually just filled it out 10 minutes ago. Um, and I did so by asking Jack in regards to certain matchups. For instance, I said, uh, how's Colorado this year? How's Texas Tech? And he goes, oh, they're actually pretty solid. They have this, this. So I, that's and when Jack says that, that's when I know to take the other side. So that was the method behind my madness. Um, it's funny. You always feel like when you're filling out a bracket that you're picking all these upsets. Like you're almost picking too many. Not that you go back and change them, but like in the early rounds and everything – and then you look at your Elite Eight and Final Four, and it's like, all right, I have two ones, a four, and a five. Yeah, like, which is still – that is like a Which is really chalky, but – No, but I mean, f- people will go three ones in it too. Top left bracket right off the bat. First upset, 14-3, Eastern Washington over Kansas. Um, why? I don't know. I feel like every time I looked at the TV this year, maybe it was just because like they played Texas and Texas owned them this year. I feel like I haven't seen Kansas win a game this year. They were brutal this year, right? And then second I, half, they they caught fire. But and I like that. what I'm I like what I'm seeing out west from uh, Eastern Washington. So I've got Eastern Washington over Kansas. I've got VCU over Oregon. I know Oregon has the uh, AP All American player, one of the all whatever that is. But you can't you you can't knock VCU. We remember what was it 10, 12 years ago that magical run. <laughs> There's something in the air at Virginia Commonwealth University that I just don't want any part of. So I've got VCU, um, but that's really all the upsets I've got on the top left. Okay. It's pretty chalky. Right. The next region we've got, and we're just running this through the rivalry app, so I'm not sure what region this is if you have a bracket in front of you. Uh, this is Michigan's the one seed in this bracket. Texas is also in this one. Um, I think and this is bottom left. Bottom left, okay. Uh, we don't really call them names by location just because everything's in Indiana this year anyway, so it's not worth memorizing. Does anyone ever, any year, refer to it as the East-West? Yeah. For me, it's always, if someone asks, wait, what part of the bracket on? It's always top right. <laughs> that's how I remember it, but the one seeds are normally placed close to home, so that's why right. it matters in the first couple Gee. rounds. This year it Gee. doesn't. Any upsets in the first round uh, in this region? I, I didn't go heavy here. The only one I picked, you know, are Terps, hometown Terpies, and the Bonnies, St. Bonaventure over mm, LSU. I've, People got, like I've the got the Bonnies. I've got the Bonnies. I've got the Terps. But I, I threw in Georgetown. I threw in the – everyone knows the 12-5 matchup. We know Georgetown was just an abomination this year. They turned it on at the end of the year, ran the table at the tournament. Um, Patrick Ewing. We know who, how I feel about chip on their shoulders and, and in regards to sports and how that pertains to results of games. Patrick Ewing, you think he's carrying a little James Dolan chip on his shoulder into March Madness? You bet your ass he is. Um, listen, they shouldn't have made the tournament. They had a magical run. I think they carry that out into the first weekend this year into the tournament. So I've got Georgetown taking down Derek White's Colorado buffs that's tough that's tough all right on to the next region this is baylor abe where are we where are we on the bracket in the top right i believe yeah, we are top right okay top right all right in this region i'm i'm targeting another former champ a team well respected in the basketball world and it's the villanova wildcats and i'm going with the winthrop golden eagles eagles I know it's the Eagles. I don't know if it's Golden. I don't know, Eagles but I, uh, I, I too, I too wrote against Villanova, and you might be saying, "Hey, if you're a Philly guy, how could you take against Villanova?" Listen, man, Colin Gillespie. I, uh, I actually played against him when I was little at like some tournament or whatever, and I just remember him being just like an absolute asshole. Um, so he got his karma. Um, but he's he will be out for the tournament. <laughs> And so I'm riding with Winthrop. Okay. I wasn't sure if you actually knew he was out. So at least you have a, no, base, I did. a baseline. No, I, yeah, no, I, yeah. I know. Very That's baseline. why I, that's right. why I, I mean. It, yeah, I'm more. actually, I'm actually chalked up for the rest of that bracket. Not even a 7-10 or an 8-9. I'm I got all, all chalk. Quite the opposite, actually. I've got Winthrop over Nova. I've got Utah State over Texas Tech. I can't give you a reason for that one. You know, sometimes you're just thumb moves different places on the bracket, and that was one of those. Um, I've got Vatek over Florida. Obviously, you have a friend on the UF team, Noah Locke. Uh, you said he had a down year, so I don't really like that going into the tournament. In my mind, the Gators are run by Noah Locke. So if he's not playing at his top game, I'm rolling with uh, 
I'm rolling with Vatek. I'm surprised and... you're rolling against the Gators because you're a huge narrative guy, and you know they had their teammate get uh, he passed out this year. Remember that whole whole situation? That was a, that was a while ago. I need narratives. <laughs> you need in the moment narratives. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Um, I've got. Oh, that's the next bracket. Yes, that's it from there. Oh yeah, Utah State over over Texas Tech. Okay. All right, and for everyone listening, I can't. We're recording this live, so I won't know till post production. This is a flu game for me. I don't have the vid, but I am feeling a little under the weather. So if you hear me sniffling, just take it as I can't miss a podcast episode. Less so than Jack needs to stop sniffling in my ear. So to the to the bottom right we go. Any upsets here? Wow, I gotta fix number, my bracket. I don't have number. Enough. Number one upset right here: Georgia Tech over Loyola Chicago for the simple reason. Screw Sister Jean. Uh, she had her fun a few years ago. I'm done seeing her face everywhere. It, it was cute. It was great. Um, she's going to be in attendance, and I think she gets her heart broken in person. So we're fading Sister Jean. You know, this was my matchup to watch in the first round, big time. You got the number one, presumptive number one overall pick in Cade Cunningham against the team in, in Liberty that has the numbers backing them. And uh, this is a tough draw for my Liberty you got anything for me? Uh, Liberty, 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 Liberty. Liberty. <laughs> uh, so this is a tough draw for my Liberty, Liberty, Liberties playing the number one overall pick. I don't know. I feel Who'd like you go with. I went, I went with Kate in Oklahoma State. You know, because I wrote elsewhere. But um, you know, when you have that top tier talent, I feel like against these lesser teams, they can just carry you um, more so than the numbers can out of Liberty. So. It hurts. It really does. But uh, I took Cade coming, Cunningham over Liberty. Other Cade, than that, wait, Cade, Cade who? Cade. Cade Cunningham. Oh, okay. I heard a little Cade Cunningham for a second there. Get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> Lastly, last upset of the first round. You know, I'm from South Jersey. We got to ride the Scarlet Knights. Oh, yeah, I'm on the I'm on the Knights. We got to ride the Scarlet Knights. I don't even know. I, I don't even think they're supposed to be in this tournament. Rutgers isn't good at anything. No. I remember I was applying to colleges. <clears throat> My mom was like, you applying to Rutgers, right? I'm like, like, no. She's like, what do you mean? It's in state. Like, okay. She's like, I think you should apply to Rutgers. It's a good school in state. I was like, mom, I'm not applying to Rutgers. Like, as far as I'm concerned, that place doesn't exist. <laughs> I haven't been in a top 25 ranking in a major sport in our lives. That's ineligible to go to college. Sorry, mom. But they've they've turned around in both basketball they want a they game. Around they want a game. Right. They exactly. Won. Exactly. They want a game. Um, so here's the thing. I yeah, I only have Rutgers chalk, so I'm realizing <laughs> I really only picked one, two, three, four, five, six, seven upsets out of thirty-two games. But I've had this theory since day one that the chalk is gonna rise because of the lack of a crowd environment, because of the lack of travel, because it may feel like that's just my my theory. And in my picks, it appears that it came out that way. I would like to have some more upsets. But as a whole, this is just a recommendation to everyone. Picking the upset is is huge, and it's half the fun of this thing. But by picking the upset, you're eliminating normally a really good team. And the downside of them going to the, to the Elite Eight or Final Four or even Sweet 16 is almost not worth it. Like, if you make the call in Liberty... Then you would have to call them again, right, to get to the Sweet 16, which would be nice. You get nice points. But, like, how far does their run go versus okay. the the higher-rated seed that could actually go, you know, the distance? Right. So there's, always, the there's always going to be upsets. But the majority of it, like we always say, the good teams beat the bad teams. And it's, it's better, I guess you would say, to stay chalky even though it's not as fun rather than picking and choosing which upset. Because you could pick – eight upsets out of 32 there could be eight upsets out of 32 in the first round and all eight of yours could have been wrong right that's another that, good point yeah right yeah all right so it sounds like Abe and I are like kind of on the same page even though he faded half my advice it looks like I have some more uh upsets in the second round uh not really but uh who are your sweet 16 teams read them up from the top sweet 16 that's just whoever you picked in this round to be clear Oh, I'm in the round of 32. Yeah, okay. yeah. Sweet 16 teams. Gonzaga, Creighton, USC, Iowa, the Bonnies, Florida State, Whoa. BYU, Roll Tide, Baylor, Utah State, Ohio State, Illinois, Oklahoma State, 
San Diego State, and Houston. Okay. All right. I We'll talk about our differences. I'm Zags, Ohio. Like I said, my favorite upset pick of the first round, also to make a run. Apparently, Creighton and UVA are like the most vulnerable 4-5 matchup. Uh, Kansas, Iowa. I am rolling with Michigan. We'll talk about the Bonnies in a second. Derek White's Colorado. Hook'em Horns, Bama, Baylor, Purdue, Tech, Ohio State, Illinois, Cade Cunningham, SDSU, and Houston. So first matchup that I think we're differentiated on that's worth looking at. You picked uh, the Bonnies over Michigan. Mm-hmm. What's the thought process here? Um, no livers. <laughs> Fair enough. And I mean- uh Big Ten rivals. Yeah. yeah. And who doesn't love the Bonnies? No, to be fair, the Bonnies are a great team in March. They're also a good basketball team. And it feels like there's eight, nine, you know, there's eight nines beat the one 50% of the time in the second round. There's got to be. You just made that up. <laughs> just, I'm saying it's you probably, just not, that out it's of probably not every year. Do you think it's more years than less that an eight, nine beats a one? Just a single one. I I feel like it's probably 60%. So to rephrase your question in a different way to people what, understand. What would the odds what are the person, Like what that, that all four one seeds make the Sweet 16. Yeah, yeah. You think it's High. over 50% there or less? I, would I mean, all right. So let's think. So one versus 16, there's not going to be a money line available. Right. And then you assume that a one versus eight, nine is probably depending on the seed, like a six and a half seven point favorite mm-hmm. in a way it could be even more if you're a team like gonzaga baylor less, yeah. um that's probably close to like a minus 300 400 money line or something so yeah. you parlay those but all eight it's uh all four could be just tough four, just four well you need to parlay the 116 of each and okay, that there's been one one seed that that <laughs> ever so what's the takeaway here am i fair or off um, I don't think it's, it comes down again to the numbers probably back you up, but do you want to get cute and have to determine which eight, nine is going to well, be, that, which that's one? what you did. That's my point here. Oh ah, yeah. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Huh? Um, listen, man, you can't come at me. What I did was the I'm numbers coming at you. from the outrights. And then I just went with my dick and balls. Okay. All right. Kate Cunningham for eight. The other one, I believe you have BYU over the horns. What's that? That's just got to be personal. Combination of personal and BYU falls into the bracket at the end of final teams, given those five stats that I read out from the other episode. So a little combination of both there. Okay. Um, I have Tech in my Sweet 16. I have uh, San Diego State. Do they make your Sweet 16? Oh, hell yeah. They're making okay. my Elite Eight. All right. And did you have any double-digit? Uh, Utah name? State, baby. What's up with that? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. Okay. All right. I'm being truthfully honest. I, and I think I truly do believe, and someone said this was very on brand for me, and I couldn't really fight it. Um, I, I said that this is the least I've ever known going into a bracket, but also the most confident I've ever been. And I think there's a correlation there. I've only won one bracket like in my life, like big, big bracket. It was uh, when I had Kemba and them winning it all because I stayed home sick from school during the Big East tournament. Saw him hit that shot, and I was like, every single bracket. Yeah. Every every single bracket I'm yeah. picking them. Um, but I always go in with a decent knowledge base in regards to the top teams, where upsets could be played. And this year I have none, and it's evident in my analysis thus far on this podcast. And that's exactly because I feel like it's always these random kids I do a pot, I mean, a bracket with that end up winning, and I'm just like, like, what does that kid know? And it's just like, well, maybe that's the secret sauce. So is not that's, knowing. It's not knowing. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. that's where I'm at this year, and that's why I think I have one of my best chances. I've and ever and had. is there a worse person than like? The analysts will get on TV and act like they know. I'm not talking about the guys who watch it all year, but like your your favorite influencers or your favorite athletes will be like, "Yo, this is going to be an upset for sure." It's like you don't watch, you didn't watch this year, you don't know. Yeah. So tell, tell me, tell me about this. Tell me about the system on offense that the that the Bonnies run. Right. 
Jay Williams, not Jay Williams. Sorry, I didn't mean to go. Oh my God, that's our guy. That's our he was guy. the first. I meant to say Jay Billis. Yeah. Well, no. See, that's where I'll draw the line. In is he? He would know. Like I'm not talking about those guys. All I'm right. Well, tell him. All right. Well, if he's so smart and and knows all of this shit, pick a perfect bracket. <laughs> right. Good point. Good point. Like it, I don't the best hear is it. Joe Lenardi. This guy's sole job is to predict the 68 teams who get in, and 60. Six of them are essentially guaranteed in. Yes. And if he doesn't get the final two, doesn't matter. Committee Mm-mm. messed up. And if he does, everyone's just on his job. Same thing with Kuiper and all them. They do the same thing. If they didn't get their mock draft right, then some team had a different interest. It's it's never their fault. Right. It, that's what, I, that's what yeah. I've grown to know. And it's always my fault. It's always my fault. Yeah. Ridiculous. Elite Eight or Sweet 16, here we go. Uh, I looks chalky here. Zaga, Iowa, Michigan, Texas, Baylor. Tech is the highest at six. Illinois, SDSU, another six. So I got two sixes in there. I do have all I have three. Fours. I have three sixes. I, wow. I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's like bad luck. It's not in our religion, but that's like the devil's number. So yep. that is very on brand for you. And I'm actually a huge believer that I agree with you. I think Michigan is vulnerable. And I, I love Illinois' team, but I think they're very vulnerable. But I watch them a lot in the Big Ten tourney, and they just ah, – they're good. And it just doesn't have that March vibe of upsets for me this year. But I could be completely wrong here, or I could bang it. So who do you have in the Elite Eight? Uh, Zaga, USC over Iowa is one of them. <laughs> or is this the – yes, we can yeah, see it. Yeah. Um, sorry, Bonnie, it's the run ends here. Florida State over St. Bonaventure. Um, I know Jonathan Isaac and Devin Vassell or Vessel are still not there. I just, I remember them. I feel like Florida State's a good March team. BYU running the numbers, Baylor, the Buckeyes, Illinois, and our guys, the Aztecs, San Diego State. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's hear the final four teams before we really get into any fights. I got Zaga, Hook'em Corns, Baylor, and SDSU. Our guys. I wanted to take SDSU. I did, but I knew one of them would. So that's why I rode with my boys out in Utah. BYU, the Mormons, Jimmers, alum. He is going, they are going to the Final Four. I've got Gonzaga, BYU, the Buckeyes of Ohio State, and Illinois to face off in a Big Ten Final Four matchup and a replay of that amazing Big Ten championship game we saw last week. Um, and then. It's the Zags versus the Buckeyes in the in Before the we get there, before we get there, I want to talk about the Final Four and just strategy in general, which is like there's going to be people out there who don't pick Gonzaga or Baylor, who are the two strongest ones. And there's two ways to win your bracket, which is one, put Gonzaga and Baylor in there and then figure it out from there, right? And, and be better than the rest besides those. Or pray for their downfall but the difference is you also are going to have to hit something else, a different Final Four team. Like, not only are you going to have to pray for their downfall, but you're probably going to have to pick who beats them. And still at that point, in what round? Like, even if Gonzaga doesn't make the Final Four, they they make the Elite Eight, right? Like, no one thinks they're being knocked out very early. So just strategy-wise, thinking about all those different things, um, but I got a six and a three in there, and then I got the two best teams in the championship. My championship is Baylor over Gonzaga. Um, look, the one, the one downside to, to Baylor is they got COVID and just have not looked the same at all since then. But they finally are getting some rest. I think they're going to have some, some continuity um, as we head into the tournament. Excuse me? I don't. What is that word? Continuity. Continuity as we head into the tournament and they're going to get a warm up as they play a 16 seed. So I feel good about that pick. And if they get their uh, best team, I think Gonzaga may have more talent, but team, I like, I like the Baylor bears. How about you? I've got, uh, I've got Ohio state over Gonzaga. Um, I have BYU going to the final four over Florida state. I have a six and a four, so at that point, it's just like flip a coin. It's a six and a four. Either team could easily win one game. Um, but I have – I did get a little chalky at the end. Gonzaga, obviously, and then Ohio State. Ohio State as a school itself, obviously I hate them because I went to Penn State. 
it's kind of just that team. It's just like they're why are they always randomly there? You know what yeah. I mean? They're always involved somehow. Like in basketball, so, like pick a sport. Same thing with with Alabama. I was saying if you well, yeah, when did they stay in your lane? Go back to the gridiron. If this you is the hard were a freshman at, at Alabama, you haven't stepped foot on campus, and you've already won a national championship and an SEC championship in basketball, and you're a top two seed. I went to Texas for four years. It was the worst four years of their football program, and we didn't win a tournament game. The the sport. I mean, talk about stimulus checks, man. <laughs> I had a little bit of uh, success as a Penn State football fan, but like relatively speaking, right. like we went to New Year's Six games. Like, <laughs> that, th- those are nothing anymore ever since the playoff. But I'm going the Bucks over Gonzaga for the simplest fact. When you get to that end, obviously Gonzaga has been the best team. Ohio State. I-, I follow history, man. And what I've learned in history is that it's never Gonzaga's year. They could go to the championship, the final four. It's just never Gonzaga's year. Yeah. Dating back to the Adam Morrison days. Um, so I'm going to ride that wave. And as much as it kills me, I think the Buckeyes are cutting down the nets. And let me add in a stipulation disclaimer. here. Yeah. Or disclaimer. I am entitled to change any and all picks or predictions and justify them however I please up until the first game on Friday. And no one can yell at me. So if my total final four changes, I don't want to hear a peep. The king, the king of steps, back with a step. Um, most importantly, though, and by far what I'm most excited for during this podcast, the People's Parlay is back, baby. My bookies, People's Parlay is back because we're one. In, we're 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 on a win streak. I feel like we are. I feel like the last one we, we won did, the last one. Yeah, we won the last one. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, to go out like kings like that, it we is profited dangerous. this season. Look, my bookie is sponsoring all through March Madness. That's who is going. You know, that's who we're betting through this March Madness season. Mybookie.ig backslash Snapback Sports. But we're only going to have one real opportunity, I think, to hit a people's parlay, which is going to be because we can do a Final Four. Uh, well, there's only two games. I mean, yeah, we, we can could, do the Elite Eight. Yeah, we could. I think. Yeah, no, we do final yeah. fourth over unders. We do that all the time. Yeah, so yeah, I guess we'll we'll have more opportunities. But I'm just talking. There's only four games to pick, and there's four winners in that game, and uh, that's the playing games on Thursday, March the 18th. So let's pick them, Abe. Mount St. Mary's, and we're we're going straight money lines here, right? Like this, the highest bet is three. So we're just we're just yeah, picking yeah, the winner. Yeah. 16 seed game, Mount St. Mary's versus Texas Southern. Texas Southern is minus one. Let me ask you a question, and let's go game by game. Texas Southern, if I'm not mistaken, that is the school from Glory Road, the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. So we're taking Texas Southern. Yeah. And while we're okay. on the topic of 16 seeds, it's Norfolk State plus two versus Appalachian State. Um, now, look. I mean, the the gut, based off what we did with I'm going to leave this one up to you. I'm going to leave this one up to you. I was going to say Norfolk State because Kyle O'Quinn and the upset and that. But, like, Appalachian State has their own upset in Michigan, Michigan in, in football. Eagleson, check me real quick unless Abe has a bracket. I don't think the winner of this game plays Michigan because if they did – then, I mean, we have to ride Appalachian State. Yeah, there's no question. But I, I'm almost positive that they don't. So that one, I'll leave TBD. What were you feeling on that one? Nothing. Literally not a, not a thing inside of me in regards to Norfolk State okay. or Appalachian so, State. So Texas Southern is the favorite. We're rolling with them. So I say we flip on Norfolk and Kylo Quinn maybe shoots out a tweet and we feel good about that. So cool. those are our 16 picks. And then we've got Drake. Uh, versus, Drake, <laughs> Drake versus Wichita State. Drake minus one and a half versus the Shockers, though. And I mean, you talk about VCU in March. You talk about Wichita of State course, in March. Of course, but I do. I feel strong about riding Drizzy Drake on this one. Interesting. There was there was a point in this uh, college basketball season, and I have no numbers to back this up, no facts. I just know that there was a point in time where I saw a tweet that Drake was on like an unprecedented against the spread run. Um, That's accurate. So, so for that reason, I'm going to ride Drake. All right. So we're, so we're on Drake and we're taking, and I will be putting Drake's face in the people's parlay graphic. Of course. Of course. Good call. Um, All right. So this is the, this is the last game of the night, Thursday night, late at night, which is like, why didn't they split this up? 
Well, I, I put like, the Blue Bloods the last game of like the night. Yeah, prime time, I feel like. I would have thrown them maybe not in the 10 p.m. Eastern when A won't even be up to see us cash. But remember, basketball is shorter games than football. So I think like when you think still 10, won't be awake. Yeah, no, Abe's yawning. It's four o'clock. It's four o'clock on a Wednesday. Um, but who do you lean here? I mean, it's March, right? <sighs> I, yeah, I lean, I lean Michigan State on this one. It's March. Um, it's, it's it's his own March, which apparently is a thing I've been told. But like, they don't really win national championships in my right. recent memory. So most, something weird going on with it's March and Tom Izzo, but. Who am I to deny this? He goes deep. He goes deep, but yeah, he doesn't win it, which is is pretty funny. I mean, he has, but it's been like two decades. So, my bookies, people's parlay: Texas Southern, Drake, Norfolk State, Michigan State, all to win. Bet thirty three, win four thirty at mybookie.ag backslash Snapback Sports. Feels right. It feels it feels feels right. Feels good to be back. Yeah. Um, All right, we're gonna take a quick break. After the break, it's amazing that like the front half of the podcast, we got to talk March Madness, and we still get to talk free agency on the back half. So stick around, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, fam, we are back. Here we go. NFL free agency is underway. Not in Philadelphia, it's not. Yeah. So uh, we're uh, LJ Fort, linebacker. You know him from the former Eagle Raven. He belongs to Woodhome Country Club obviously Sunday brunch. So he, it was announced that he's not coming back. So we were like, Oh, who's going to replace him at the club. And after I said that, I was like, wait, the Ravens haven't signed anyone. We did sign Zeitler, but that's it. Otherwise we let everyone walk and we re-signed some people. So in a very similar boat here, uh, you said you wouldn't care still that same sentiment. Um, yeah. The one move I cared about, the, like there was a tweet that came out of the Eagles and all their unrestricted free agents. And there were like 14 guys on there. And I was like, there's literally two or three guys I would want on this list and not for football reasons. Football reasons. One, our punter, Cam Johnson. He's just hands down been the best player on our team for years. Jalen Mills. Jalen Mills, the Green Goblin forever thankful that Jalen Mills was on the Eagles and he will always be the green goblin and it's going to hurt when he dyes his hair. Was Jalen Mills the best at football? No. Was he bad? Sometimes. <laughs> All the time? No. Was he carry it's Carrie Williams bad is the only player that you would hate for their hate their personality for how bad they were on the football field. You know what I mean? Al like, Horford, you know, yeah. Um yeah. Did you hate Al Horford like oh, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, but like as a person. Oh yeah, he's I was tweeting at his. Person, I was tweeting though. at his sister. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, no, he's not a good person. But the Eagles let Jalen Mills walk. He signs for a lot of money in New England. Um, I'm a Pats fan. It's just pretty simple. I'm a Pats and Chiefs fan, which I think will leave me in good shape going into this year. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the Patriots moves. This is the most obvious topic. You want to talk about stimulus check? Ooh, Billy I mean, they were they were every stimulus. It was like Bill Belichick's account hits 1,400. Give me the NFL. (laughs) Judon, Janu, Hunter Henry, shout out, snapback fam. Jalen Mills, uh, defensive tackle. I mean, they got. Don't forget Nelson get the Bagalar. Yeah, nice. Kendrick Bourne. I mean, they, they really went for everything. I had this take. Apparently, a lot of people didn't feel this way. I hated it. I mean, I. it felt like they were making moves on players that I'm just like Kendrick Bourne and, and Nelson Aguilar. That's who you gave that so much money the, to. The wide Matt receiver Judon had six sacks last year. That's who you're giving me money to. Jalen Mills, you just said it. He's fun. You like him. Nice. No, fire New England. That's who you're giving money to. So I did not. Hunter Henry, he's a beast. You just paid Johnny Smith the most money for a tight end ever. That's who you're giving money to. And then can we all just like refocus to who your quarterback is? It's Cam, Cam Newton, baby. He stinks, bro. He's so bad. So that's why it's just like, who are you building this team for? That's why I didn't get. I don't know. It's kind of feeling like they're going back to like their pound the pound the rock with the two tight ends and everything, and that's like their system. But it's just like Jack. I'll say it before. I, you just have to. When it comes to New England Patriots, when it comes to Bill Belichick, you can't question it. You no, can't. I'm starting to. I, I don't think one year is fair enough to. I am starting to question. Because they just had the most dominant dominant um, era of success in sports franchise history, in the hardest sport to do so, and now you just have to jump. Like, I'm sorry, I he hasn't. Done. But but here's the thing: 
He hasn't done it outside of Tom Brady. Like the only thing you can point to as as Belichick is the supreme coaching performance. Right. And they didn't even make the playoffs. I know they had the record that normally makes, but they still did not make the playoffs. Bill Belichick, people don't understand, has been fired as a head coach due to performance. Uh, this dynasty that they built, Tom Brady just picked up and won a Super Bowl. In one, like it didn't even take him a year. It took LeBron a year. It didn't even take Tom Brady a year. Like he just moved, won a ring. And so, even if you want to question Belichick's uh, quarterbacking or not quarterbacking, head coaching, I think he is the best head coach ever. And he got Brady, but the personnel decisions he's made, he is, I don't know. No, he Listen, is not a good GM. So, Look at the, no, dude, know, every position they signed is uh, essentially refilling for a mistake he made in the draft. He made some right. really bad draft picks over the past few years. But my thing is, all right, so what, what stood out to me the most about the, the New England Patriots was the signing of Nelson Aguilar. He got something like $24 million, like or 14 whatever it was a year. And I was like, what am I missing here? And Nelson Aguilar had a good year in Oakland or Las there, Vegas. Yeah. He had a good year. He deserved to get paid. I was like, what am I missing here? And I'm just like, wait a second. This is Bill Belichick we're talking about. This is chess, checkers versus chess. He gave Nelson Aguilar that amount of money just to screw over the rest of the wide receiver market. I'm sorry. Today, AJ Green signs for $8 million to the Arizona Cardinals. Like I, I, I truly believe that Bill Belichick was like, how can we screw over the entire receiver market for everyone else? Because realistically, I think we give him too much credit as a GM, not as a head coach, but as a GM, I really think he, he, because if you do look at what happened when he finally got his team last year, they did overperform. Cam was terrible. The team was terrible. But like early on in the year, the Patriots were having, they were having that tough loss at Seattle that they lost in the last play of the game. They were a good team at home. They couldn't figure out ways to win on the road. It's just one year of seven and nine from Bill Belichick and everyone's everyone's but, jumping but out of the house. Once like again, on look at talent evaluation. Like, look at the Carfax. He looked at Nikhil Harry and said, that's the guy over DK Metcalf. And look, I know that might hit close to home because the Eagles did a similar thing. Twice. But like, this is you're the one that says how bad of talent evaluators the Eagles are in that sense. So as a head coach, second to none. As a talent evaluator which is essentially what just happened and, and distributing, allocating funds. I don't like how he spent his stimmy. I feel like for, dude, for the amount of money he spent, it feels like he could have gotten. I think it's the most or second most in free agency history behind last year's dolphins or something. In like 24 um, hours. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Crazy. I'm, I'm, I already yesterday placed a bet on the, on the Patriots to win the AFC. So you of can tell course. me where I stand on that. Of course. So an, an interesting move, the one guy they decide to kind of let walk that a lot of people thought, uh, the Chiefs who complained, fans and organization, oh, we didn't have our tackles, cut their tackles after the Super Bowl. So I was kind of like, well, this is ridiculous. And then they like made this, this tackle the highest paid tackle that they've ever made a tackle. And I'm like, what? so I'm going on these tangents about and these rants about how this Mahomes money is going to kill their team. And, like, they just replace some of the tackles with, like, a high-paid tackle. Where did the Chiefs get this money? They re- Mahomes reconstructed, Chris Jones reconstructed, <laughs> Travis Kelsey reconstructed. It's it's ye old Howie Roseman 101. It's reconstructing so that your salary cap problems are a in a few years problems, pushing it down the line. And that's what Howie Roseman did before the Super Bowl year, after the Super Bowl year. And when I say you push it down the line for further problems, would you like to guess – if we're at the further problems yet of, of what Howie Roseman did in, in reorganizing the cap. Um, but no, the chiefs are still the best team ever. And they let, who'd they let go? Mitchell Schwartz. And what's the other guy's name? Eric, Eric Fisher. Fisher, who were both old ish in their thirties. One of them was, I forget which one was coming off injuries. Schwartz. Yeah. I mean, they kind of need, I, I thought I was like, wait a second. Don't they, don't they need like tackles? And they signed a guard, I think. And I'm just like, I guess they need everything on the offensive line after watching that Super Bowl. <laughs> but when the the number one offensive lineman on the market gets signed to the to, to the number one team in the NFL, I don't really think you can you can judge them for that. Well, the number one team in the NFL is actually the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they won the Super Bowl and they oh, I feel like they brought everyone back. Yeah. Every and I person. keep saying uh, some hilarious Instagram posts or tweets that are like, everyone wonders how Tom Brady, you know, wins the Super Bowl every year when he takes a pay cut, 
builds an incredible roster and everyone else signs for the max. And it's like, yeah, that is why. And, and, and the tweet where it was What if like, I told you it's really not that hard to lose? Right. <laughs> like, yes, you do need a really good quarterback. But the whole knock on Brady his whole career is that he's not that good. You know, it's like he's not that talented. So yeah, you just have to mo- you just have to one step steps to being the greatest quarterback of all time. One, be really good at football. Two, be really smart at football. Three, marry a supermodel. Four, make sure she makes more money than you. Five, maybe make out with your kids once every few <laughs> weeks. Um, that's what's worked for Tom and avocados. And I think that's really it. I think if you can chalk it up to that. Eagleson just put in the chat that the official tweet for the Carson Wentz trade and Carson Wentz, end of an era especially because it was the second ever podcast that we recorded was celebrating Carson Wentz's contract where Abe. Yes. Um, which was said. smart. It was smart at the time, but um, Carson Wentz will be wearing number two for the Indianapolis Colts. Guess who else wears number two? Jalen hurts. Someone in my group chat today was like, I kind of love that for Carson. Like he's going to use it as motivation. I was like, get that <laughs> blasphemy out of your head. So you're, you're, that's the type of person that said, Carson's wearing number two as motivation because Jalen wanted. Don't it over you respect him. that though, as a narrative no. guy? Sort of, but not when it's like a narrative I don't believe in. Um, but what about Carson using the statue of his backup quarterback at his home stadium as motivation? Where where was that all last oh, year? Oh, I I thought like Carson maybe it... saw the Nick Foles statue was like, I'm gonna get a statue at the link, and proceeded to have the worst quarterback in NFL season because he's shit. Like, that was my takeaway there. Well, you can't say that about Jalen. He's a number two. No, but Wentz, for sure. Yeah. Um, I am so excited for Colts football this year. I am so excited. Let me ask you, genuinely. Let's say Wentz and Hurts are on the same contract. Rookie. Who do you prefer? Fuck you. No, I just the, for the first time. It's not how this works. It's not how this works. For the first time, I thought about like if we took the obviously the contract is the worst, you know, since Al Horford. Uh, but if we took the contract off the table, who do you prefer? And then so so not only that, what if Hertz's contract was what Wentz was? Who do you prefer? I don't think that one's close. But if both, no, I would rather not have to pay somebody, whoever it is, a hundred fifty. Okay, so then answer the question. Both on their on Jalen Hurts' contract, you would want on your. You can't do this. I got my stimulus check, so (laughs) I get to make the rules on today's episode. All right, let's make fun of the Bears. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so congratulations, Bears fans. You got your guy. You got your guy for everyone. Everyone in the NFL is just like you. Always got to find your guy, and and. The Bears, through different pipelines, tried to find their guy. It didn't work out one place, but they got their guy. They got their guy in Andy Dalton. He's got the orange hair, so it matches. And also, you also have to take into account that like this is probably the second-best quarterback who's been there in the past 30 years behind now, Jay Cutler. That would be like ever. You realize Jay Cutler, who didn't do anything, like Rex Grossman went to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. for the Bears against the Colts. Jay Cutler is legit. The Bears have never, ever had a legitimate, real franchise quarterback. It's crazy. They like, never how have. Does ha- how does that happen? Where I mean, I guess it's the same for the Ravens to a degree, where it's like we just refuse to get a top wide receiver. And that's, that is the philosophy of the team, which I think will have to change as the league becomes more passing. We are built defense first. Bears same way, but like quarterback more important than a wide receiver. And they just never fill the, although I'll give them credit. They did try, like they traded up for Trubisky. They just kind of missed on that. So I'll give, I'll give them credit there. They traded up past Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Like Matt Nagy in his tenure with Ryan Pace. So I guess we can group them in together. They traded up. Uh, to pick Trubisky over Mahomes and Watson. I don't yeah. know what's good with Trubisky. Is he definitely gone? Yeah, he's he's gone. Where? Uh, I don't know. I'd take a flyer on him. Um, <laughs> they subsequently traded a fourth round draft pick to take on the Jaguars' mistake in the contract of Nick Foles because 
the Bears didn't realize he wasn't wearing green. Um, not their fault. It happens. Um, and then they whiff. Apparently, they made an aggressive pursuit, according to Adam Schefter. But, Jack, this is week two now, and I'm ready to say cap of the week. Cap, cap of the week. week. There was no aggressive pursuit of Russell You don't Wilson. think so? No. I, I don't think this Russell thing was ever real. I would say what you're calling cap one is like they I, they were definitely Adam on Schefter. the phone. Adam no, Schefter. They, they were definitely on the phone, and they definitely made an offer. But knowing what the Bears were going to have to make an offer, you have to be willing to lose the deal in the short term mm-hmm. to get Russell Wilson, and they probably didn't come close to that, and that's why cap of the week. It's just you want to talk about a funny funny trade that did go down. You saw our, our guy Michael Brockers out in L.A. You want to talk karma. That That's going to be an awkward conversation with Jared Goff. Very. I mean, they're on different sides of the ball, so maybe that conversation never happens, but that's gold. So if you don't know what happened, Michael Brockers is on the Los Angeles Rams. Stafford and Goff swap places. And when asked about the move a month ago or whenever it happened, Brockers says, Stafford's a level up from golf. For for the record, let me stop you there. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that at that time. No. I think you show your respect to your old quarterback and Jared Goff, but you're you're always talk hype for your your quarterback. And Stafford was officially his quarterback. He's not supposed to know that a month later he would get traded to the same team for a seventh round pick. I mean, look, it, the the bizarre situation playing out that yes, he was traded to the Lions and he ends up as Jared Goff's teammate is tough, but. I think there's a way to to answer the question from the media or that quote with, I'm very excited for Stafford to be here. He's an unbelievable player. But saying he's a level above golf, that one's going to come back to bite you. But credit so he to got him. traded. I mean, that's Michael Brockers got traded for a seventh-round pick. Yeah. I think I'd rather be cut by an NFL team than be it traded was, for It was a, a salary cap pick. thing. He's I understand deal, that, but, but just the idea of getting dealt for a seventh-round pick, I think I'd rather just be flat-out told you're not good enough. Yeah, that's literally, I, I mean, a, a, what is it? The Lions seventh round pick. So it's like, it's not the worst seventh round pick, but yeah, that's, that's his seventh round pick. Exactly. Hey, I mean, it could be Tom Brady. Oh, he was sixth round. He was fifth round. I think? Could be Jalen Mills. Jalen Mills, seventh round pick. Really? Just got paid. Yeah. Wow. Shout out to Jalen Mills. That's what I'm saying. Jalen Mills came into the league, seventh round picked, worked his way and got paid. You got to respect that. Got to respect that. Uh, that's all I really have on free agency. I feel like those are the big topics. Did you oh, have anything else? Aaron Jones. <laughs> I think we talked about that on the I, other episode. but I did see the way the co- – so what's really tough for everyone listening is uh, Schefter has kind of been reporting the max value mm-hmm. of these deals. And a lot of these deals are set up in a friendly way knowing the cap situation was lower. So I did see that there's a potential out for the Packers after just two years. I'll just give him that. But who cares? Because talk about a Mickey Mouse divisional ring. Aaron Rodgers has to face Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, and and Andy Dalton six times a season. So shout out to him. He's living the high life there. You want to talk about an interesting division of quarterbacks? Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, Fitz Magic, baby. The NFC East is going to be a movie. It will be a get movie. your tickets, baby. Yeah, I wouldn't pay for that movie. That that's for sure. Uh, it's a comedy. It's Wait a comedy. until it's the only game on on a primetime game, and you're betting on it. <laughs> or until week seventeen, primetime. Yeah. <laughs> like Let's go, baby. Eagle Sim, what's going on? Hop in here, brother. Uh, what's going on in Canada? Not much, but in terms of school, I'm feeling good. I'm I'm fired up. Why I mean, talk to us? What? I I, I know I'm I, I know I'm not usually the person to do this on the podcast, but I am giving myself a big fat stock up. <laughs> I have been killing it in business class lately. After that ninety five on the test, I went back to school the next day, straight A on my project. Okay. So no offense, feeling good. So you got an eighty? It was there, there was no percentage, but just said A, so I'm gonna take it, so I'm feeling what good. type of project? Like it was like a, f- <laughs> a final unit project. Like Just a group a... project? Don't say group project. No, 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 no. Presentation Fine. involved? Kind of. It was a video. Nah, you didn't do shit. <laughs> I, I, I did. I did. I spent a solid like three days on it. Okay. All right. 30 you know, minutes it was, a, it was a big enough project. 
you know what? Who am I to knock your stock up? It's your stock up, and it's your choice. There you go. So, might be a second edition to cap of the week, but <laughs> Eagleson's killing it. He's killing it. Is that's there more, or or that's it? Just being good, you know, teachers. Why don't you ride this class? wave I'm... and like pass a note to the cutest girl in class and just see what happens? Be like, hey, got my stimmy and an A on my project. What's up? Do they just do have to do it? Speaking of which, um, since I got my stimmy, if there's a girl out there who doesn't know the difference between offsides and a neutral zone infraction and wants to have lunch um, at the Eiffel Tower, just uh, shoot me a DM. The Eiffel Tower? That's not in Canada. I know. I'm going to fly to France. <laughs> with a Canadian girl? Because she speaks No, with any girl that uh, just wants my money since I got my stimulus. Got it. Yeah. We we don't have uh, stimulus checks, so we get like Serb ones. It's pretty much the same thing, except they don't go to everyone. It's just for people who don't know what the criteria is. You've made over five thousand dollars in the past year, and you're not able to work. I think that's kind of what the so people who need it instead. Yeah, of... yeah, got it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> don't don't finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't there finish that. There will be no stimmy shaming here. There will the be goal... no stimmy shaming. Listen, no, there are some people who think that it should only go to whatever. I'm one of those people. But no, but the purpose of it is to stimulate the economy. And so if you're going to spend it, I don't know how we feel about you spending it in France. That doesn't really stimulate (laughs) over here. But you fly American Airlines. Just trying Mm -hmm. to fall in love, man. Thought you hate American Airlines. I thought we. I thought there were. I thought we're an anti-American Airlines podcast. Just the absolute woe of airlines. All right. The, the, all right. First of all, let me just let me let's just close with this. I go to book a flight through JetBlue, and apparently, apparently, they're working with American Airlines. So my flight's now through American Airlines, even though I booked it on JetBlue. How is that a thing? And like then buy through or whatever, buy with some yeah. merger and acquisitions. That's why I imagine, in the yeah. imagine going to go, imagine going to Chipotle and they the the freaking you get Quidoba ingredients, right? What? Oh, sorry, we're not Chipotle with Quidoba. <laughs> imagine, I don't think and that's then, how this works. They didn't even send me a confirm. They sent me the wrong confirmation number. How does that happen? It's automated, people. It's automated. <laughs> so I'm trying to check in, which is still the dumbest process ever, like whatever. And I don't even have, I got to call, I got to do customer support, American Airlines, permanent stock down. I flew American a few months ago. I had no problem with it. All right, fam. The NCAA tournament is ahead of us. We will be back on Monday. On Monday, we'll have wrapped up most of the games. We'll almost have all our Sweet 16 teams. Hopefully, Texas makes it through. And I can't even believe I forgot to mention the Wild Aces complete compete this weekend in the championship game in the Fan Control Football League. So check us out. Let's go, Aces, baby. Let's win a ring. I mean, talk about a ring. Let's win a ring. Snapback fam, much love. Peace. Peace. I said it because I have a stimulus. Thank <laughs> you.